So again, good morning. And um, the theme for these Dharmets this week is effort. And um, yesterday I emphasized initiating effort, that sometimes initiating effort takes a lot of energy because of all the forces of distractions, forces of preoccupation, strong inner life emotions that, and, and motivations, desires that sometimes take over and make it very hard to be present. And sometimes the initiating effort takes a lot of effort. Sometimes initiating effort takes very little effort. Initiating effort often has to be done over and over again in terms of meditation and being aware. And that it's not an incidental thing to keep beginning again and beginning again. It's really a very powerful conditioning. It's a very powerful shaping of us and, and realigning and harmonizing and resetting. What is it that drives us? What is it that moves us? What, where are we? And how present we can be in this life? How aware? As the initiating effort kind of takes hold and we begin to become a little bit more familiar and more able to kind of see what's happening in the present moment and maybe even dwell in the present moment more fully for some period of time, maybe not so long, but just enough to see that we have some choice about where we put our energy, where we put our effort. And that comes to the second part aspect of effort which in the Buddha's teaching is called right endeavoring, right endeavor, uh, the, the sixth step of the Eightfold Path. And it's called endeavor because it's what we're trying to do, what we're aiming towards in our activity, in our practice. And um, there's a very simple principle involved in understanding what is right endeavor. Uh, it's not a particular thing we do, but it's a, a way of uh, kind of finding our bearing, our direction, what's useful to do, what's important to do. And the analogy I'll give for it is for a farmer who is growing food, growing plants for food. And that farmer has four different activities that has to be done to grow you know, many, but four kind of overarching things about growing those plants. For, uh, first, it has to um, uh, clear away the, the ground so there's space there for the plants to grow. So the ground can be tilled, fertilized, and so there's the seeds that seedlings can grow there. So it's clearing away the weeds. The second step is that if their weeds grow, to uh, remove them. So the weeds are, you know, so the ground is cleared, but then they appear. Or to, they, he has to keep tilling the soil or hoeing the soil to keep the plants, the weeds, from growing. This, the next two principles is that... Um, the farmer needs to plant the seeds or plant a seedling that can grow into some food plant. And then the farmer has to nourish the growth of that plant. 
support it, and let it keep growing and be healthy, water it, maybe fertilize it, protect it in various ways. So these four steps of things are called um, um, avoiding, removing, cultivating, and maintaining. And what we're doing when it comes to, when, you know, that's one thing for a farmer, but for us, um, what it means in practice is we want to uh, uh, remove and avoid unhelpful states of mind, unhelpful activities, things which are unskillful, unwholesome, that are unhealthy psychologically, spiritually, physically. And we want, to, uh, we want to bring forth, plant seeds, get, get, plant the seedlings of things which are wholesome or helpful, healthy to do, skillful. And once we've t- planted those seeds, we want to keep them going. We want to practice them, keep them developing, keep them going. Many years ago, a friend of mine told me a, of a kayaker in Alaska who came up with a his own analogy for this, these, it's called four, four Right Endeavors. And that is, um, a kayaker has to uh, stay out of trouble, out in the open sea, I guess. When the kayaker gets in trouble, get out of trouble. The kayaker should cultivate good kayaking skills and then the character should uh, maintain those skills. So when we find ourselves meditating and have enough presence of mind to recognize what's happening, if we have the capacity to recognize, make a distinction between what is it that leads to our detriment? What are we doing that brings suffering? Where we get contracted and tight, limited, uh, um, and where and what is it we do, and what, where's the direction to go to become free of the suffering, free of the contraction, the tension, the pressure that we kind of caught in? And so, one of the purposes of initiating effort in mindfulness practice is to bring us present enough that we begin to feel, sense, see, perceive this very simple distinction between where is the suffering, where is the tension, where is the pressure, the stress, and where is what's wholesome, which is freeing, opening, relaxing, um, non-suffering. And what activities of mind, what activities, what actions of body, lean more in one direction or lean more in the other direction? And so to be able to see that and then have a very simple course correction. Let go of what is harmful. Let go of what is unhealthy, unhelpful. And then pick up what is health- healthy. So in terms of meditation, directly itself, um, it might entail looking at how we are meditating. If we are present enough to see that we're meditating with uh, striving in a tense way, 
we can feel the tension of the and the pressure and even the suffering of that striving, pushing, expecting, demanding, wanting something to happen. And I've known people who've gotten headaches from trying so hard to really, really try and push to get something to happen. We we can feel for ourselves, oh this hurts. This is not comfortable. This is um, you know, has uh, is unhealthy to keep doing this. Then we can say, is there another way? Can we move to the other side to what's wholesome? And can we bring a wholesome energy, a wholesome approach to mindfulness? Can we be more relaxed as we cultivate our awareness of the present moment? And how can we be relaxed and persistent? Relax, persistent. Persistent relaxation in the awareness practice that we do. And, um, and to find that kind of, to see the difference between those two is very helpful. There might be things we're thinking about, beliefs we have about meditation that are operating. We might be, for example, believing that, um, that uh, it's wrong to have physical pain or it's wrong, we're a bad person to have our mind wandering off in thought or that if we're spiritual, we shouldn't be thinking or feeling certain things. And if we pay careful attention to what it feels like to have those thoughts, we can feel that uh, it's a uh, narrowing, a constriction, a dampening, um, a uh, shutting down of the inner light, that it hurts. It's it's an ouch in those kinds of thoughts. And so those would be considered unwholesome or unhelpful for us. And if we criticize ourselves for having those thoughts, that's even more ouch, that's even more unwholesome. So instead, if what we do is to then explore and see if we can find, uh, uh, are there other thoughts that are more appropriate? Can we let go of those? And then can we uh, cultivate other thoughts? Can we, uh, is there other viewpoints of how to look at our experience? And one of them, that is kind of at the center of mindfulness practice is uh, to, to replace uh, these critical thoughts with uh, equanimous awareness. To have the thought, this too is appropriate to experience right now. This too is appropriate to hold in the field of open awareness. This too can be held uh, just okay, this is how it is. I don't have to be critical of it. I don't have to support it. I don't have to be engaged in it. But I can be simply aware of it. And that kind of thinking uh, is more helpful and more supportive. And then to then to have that thinking and then try to do it. Just be there with it. Not make a problem with anything. And so this principle of right endeavoring is based on uh, what we let go of and what we cultivate. And that's the kind of two big sides of Buddhist practice, where the energy, the endeavoring of Buddhism goes to into. Sometimes the focus is on letting go, and sometimes the focus is on in, uh, cultivation or developing or, or uh, doing something that's wholesome and skillful with. And, um, and if you keep keep looking and, and uh, reflecting on am I, is this right endeavoring? Then the very way in which you make the effort to do right endeavor hopefully will be nourishing, satisfying, uh, relaxing. 
I say that because for not a few people, the language of effort, you have to make effort now, endeavoring, is, is almost, uh, you know, a, oppressive. It's almost like a burden. Like now I have to strive and push and really walk uphill, steep hill or something. Um, but always come back to kind of be your own teacher, try to understand how you are, to understand is this, is there, is this effort I'm making, is it draining, is it contracting, is it st- stressful, or is it easeful or supportive or nourishing in some way? And over time, we learn what's nourishing, we learn what's supportive, we learn how good it is to make a certain kind of mindful effort that it becomes more and more our home. And the effort to be present becomes slowly becomes more second nature. We become able to settle and be in the groove of being, being present. So, initiating effort and right endeavor. And um, I hope that you can maybe practice with these things for today and Tomorrow morning, we'll take the next step in the five-step energy effort uh, talks. Thank you for being here.